0: we love supporting and promoting the creators of musical theater throughout the world and we would love to have your support as well go to musicaltheaterradio.com and click on the become a patron button because a supportive community is a strong community welcome back to another episode of be our guest here on musical theater radio i am your host as always jean paul Yovanoff. as you all know I love supporting new musicals and their creators and it's it's always great to meet a fellow supporter of future musical theater so you know what let's dive right in and let's get right into it and discover a little bit about our next guest Tim Jerome. Tim welcome to the show. Thank you, jean Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So I start my my interviews the same way every time. Uh, we we always ask for a thirty second bio. So in thirty seconds, who is Tim Jerome? Uh,
1: damn me if I know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm 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 an actor. I'm a singer. I'm uh, a, uh, an idea man. Um, I, I, the, 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 best thing I do is come up with ideas and, and, uh, I, all my friends, I know when I say, Hey, I had an idea, they hang up on me.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. So <laughs>
1: they, they know, they, they know already, but, uh, I've started a couple of companies. I started a radio a company to make radio drama, the, the thing called radio arts. And that was a long time ago. I did, I I make radio drama. I make radio musicals. Um, And then about 40 years ago, it's almost going on 40 years now, I started a company. I I've been acting on, you know, on stage, pretty much. Stage acting is kind of where Tim Jerome uh, makes his home. I've done a bunch of films, but really my favorite form of performance, and I see it as a... uh, as a spiritual uh, involvement uh, is on a stage with a live audience uh, in in that kind of situation, there where we encourage them to suspend their disbelief and take into their heads what the writers or writer has has produced, and that we and that we are um, uh, uh, performing. <clears throat> so I was doing a lot in, in all. all all my career, I, I was very lucky and got an early start. I think I did my first big Broadway show when I was 24, uh, uh, understudied to, um, uh, I was in Man of La Mancha uh, and, 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 and understudied Jose Ferrer played us, uh, and played the villain in the show. And, uh, and that was my first Broadway gig. And, uh, and, and after that, uh, I, I, would, I would do anything that anybody would ask me to do. I just didn't want to stay with the show for more than about three years. Um, so I bounced around quite a bit during those times uh, and, um, and then realized that um, New York was inundated with new musicals. Uh, people were trying to get them done in New York and there wasn't enough room. There weren't enough producers. There weren't enough opportunities. And so I came up with an idea that I called National Music Theater Network, where I would set up a it was a two part system, uh, and I had uh, I got I got a hold of a lot of directors, theater directors who were friends of mine or who I knew or were referred to me, and I asked them if they would be willing to read a new show and fill out an evaluation report on it and then recommend it for development or not recommend it for development it was good enough to be developed or it was not good enough Um, and this became the evaluation committee that started in 1984 1984 is when i put this company together so and over the years because this company this company doesn't exist anymore national music theater network but the but the two-part program, the evaluation program, which precedes everything. And then once once the shows are are recommended, we take those recommended shows, put them in a library of recommended works and and try to get regional producers to take a look at them. Uh, I'll tell you more about that later, but that two-part system uh, became, after National Music Theater Network fell apart, uh, and there's a story there, which I will or won't tell. Um, uh, I started a company called Main Street Musicals, which is what which d- basically does the same thing with the same people. There's the same uh, directors who are reading and evaluating new works that are submitted. And uh, we now have over two hundred shows that are. Um, that have been recommended for development. Uh, the, 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 half of them, we have the materials for, half of them uh, were submitted before, before digital. Mm. So uh, we don't have the mater- all the materials. I'm on a, in a process of trying to get materials from the creators and so that we can post them up on the web. And they're there for anybody to listen to. Uh, they can listen to the songs, they can read the script, they can look at the synopsis. And uh, the only thing we don't give you is the score. This is a piano vocal score. So that's cool. the way we protect the work.
0: Nice, and I want to talk more about uh, Main Street mu- musicals for sure. Uh, I just want to take it back. I'm always curious. You you did a lot of, of acting, um, you know, back in the day. What was the what was the was there what was the trigger to you know to move into the the TN uh, concept, of creating that company? Was there something that that just made you want to start working on new musicals?
1: It was the tension. It was the, it was the, um, the, 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 the disappointment that shows that I thought had real merit mm-hmm. that I was involved in as an actor were not getting produced, were not getting developed. Yeah. And then looking around and just talking about it with a lot of people. I talked about it with producers and directors and other actors uh, and the writers I talked about. And 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 then finally realized that that you know all this focus on New York, everything has to start in New York, it's got to stay in New York. Yeah. And I'm looking around and I'm saying, well, wait a minute, what about Cleveland? You know, what's wrong with Cleveland? And there are hundreds of cities out there, hundreds that don't have new works develop, being developed locally. And 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 then, you know, I woke up. I had the dream and I woke up and that's when national music
0: theater network started. Very cool. And I love that you said that. And and I, I, I say it all the time too. New York, the West end is fantastic. You want to have your show there, but it isn't the be all and end all of, of everything. I would rather have my show run in Cleveland and then Columbus and then Kansas city and then Calgary and, you know, have it run all those places than just have a two week run on Broadway and, and, you know, million dollars later, nothing happens, and and it's fantastic.
1: Absolutely. You you say a million dollars, you're absolutely right. I mean, everything is a, is so much more expensive in, yep. in, in New York, uh, and, uh, and I'll probably get into talking about uh, you know how I am working to nationalize this project because that's been the hard thing. You know, mm-hmm. when when a city. Uh, doesn't have the normal or what what is common in New York uh, opportunities for shows to get uh, put up on their feet. Um, th- th- there's a reluctance. Everybody's got a reluctance because they're all they're thinking about a regional theater is getting the audience in the door. Yeah. They want they want, you know, some somebody to pay for a ticket so that they can survive so that they can keep going. And um <clears throat> It's just that when you're when you're this low on the development ladder, uh, you're not going to get people to pay ticket pay for a ticket. They're interested. They're curious. They'll come maybe if you invite them. This is a new musical. Nobody's written anything at all. As a re- no reviews, you can't go to you know the local paper and find out what they what the what the critic thought. Um, this is this is a, this is there are a lot
0: of obstacles. So w- when you started. Um... NMTN uh, back in the day. Uh, who did you reach out to? Who did you, who did you feel was, um, you know, I don't want to use the word worthy, but, um, you know, could help you advance this, this whole idea? And who, who helped you with that?
1: Well, I had uh, two partners uh, one a director and one was a, a businessman who came in with enough money to get us our office. We had an office in the uh, Lincoln Center area, in the um, Rockefeller Center area, uh, mid-50s. And we'd sit around and try to figure out how to make this thing work because there was no, you know, there wasn't anything that was like this at all. I mean, yeah, there were publishing houses, which, you know, you could send, if you wrote a musical, you could send your musical to a publishing house and they would either accept it or reject it. And if they accepted it, well, you're going to have to pay them money if they got you a uh, got you a, a, a place to do the show somewhere. But very few shows were developed that way compared to the number of shows that were worthy of development. That was the problem. <clears throat> it was it was a you know a, um, uh, an accident waiting to happen. So um, uh, I then started reaching out to directors because I knew that we needed to get a system uh, together for, um, to to, to find the works that really deserve to be developed. Um, And we came up with, and the directors themselves wrote it, the ones, the the 10 directors that I was able to recruit at that time, uh, there were some music directors involved as well. So there's some, uh, you know, stage directors and music directors, I accepted them both. And they came up with the evaluation report form, which is easy to fill out because it's blanks and um, multiple choice and stuff like that. And then there are places where you could write a paragraph about some, something like, well, w- what do you think of the, you know, tell me what you think of the music and in terms of its being an expression of the character themselves. Uh, is this character music or is it just uh, 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 top 40s? Um, So we had those sections of the evaluation report in there too. And we basically have been using the same evaluation report form since the 1980s. It's it's in a different location, you know, I mean, it's been a, a paper it's been digital it's been you know and now it's on the web we have a platform where people go to 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 put their shows and where the the directors come in the side door on in that in that platform and they look at list look the show they can't see the name of the creator because that's all kept secret and then they fill out the report form they push uh, submit and, and, and we get it. And then we return the evaluation report to the, to the creative team. It's complicated and it's not, and, and, and actually right now, the evaluation program is on hold while we go and look at the changes that have been made in the platform and got to get it working again.
0: Yeah. I can, I can see why the evaluation form wouldn't change since the eighties, because you know, quality and what you look for then, is the exact same thing as now.
1: Exact same thing. You're it's, absolutely right. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, uh, the, the 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 tough thing was to get the promotion mm-hmm. side of things. How do you get these works shown in those regions? Yeah and uh am i I allowed to actually continue to uh, to talk about this
0: you can talk about whatever you want yeah (laughs) like i'm very curious like like you said the difficulty is is getting the word out there how how did you get the word out there to people because back in the 80s now it's easy right you throw an email out you throw it on social media everybody knows about it how back then did you it must have been a inner circle of people and then just spread out like that commercial and they told two friends and they told two friends well, the, in,
1: the inner circle you're talking about um, it, it, it evolved from the fact that I'm an actor and I know actors. Mm-hmm. I know actors out in the regions, too, because I've actually performed out in the regions. Oh, okay. So uh, I called people I knew and I said, would you do a couple of concert versions of musicals if I send them to you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I would get, you know, where I would get yeses, I would send them three shows and they would do a, uh, they would do a little... A season of uh, you know a little festival yeah. of new mm-hmm. musicals of people holding book standing on a stage and with an invited audience or a or a paying audience or a just show up audience mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, the problem that I faced in, in with that uh, technique is that I was dealing with actors and actors when they get a job, they have to do the job, and so if they if, if they if they realize that putting together a a festival takes time and it takes time away from maybe doing a show as an actor, so I had a really hard time keeping things going in any city. I I was trying. I tried to, um, and that became a real issue, and a real a real uh, uh, obstacle. And I I mean, I I won't go through all the ways I tried to get the this promotion program started in the various cities around the country and in Montreal, because I had a good friend in Montreal who would do it. Um, But what I've been doing very recently with the Main Street project is trying to get professors of musical theatre in colleges around the country and elsewhere, outside the country, interested in in doing a table read. Now a table read is the easiest, cheapest, first thing anyone does wherever they do a new show or a show, any show. If you are putting a show on a stage, the first thing you do is pass out the script and sit the cast down around a table and read that script through. That's called The Table Read. And that's the name of this program that Main Street is now promoting uh, to the uh, musical theater educators. Hmm. Um, And uh, we're kind of in the middle of that promotional effort. Um, There was a recent conference that I had hoped to attend and that had hoped to provide uh, information, uh, material, about the program. But I didn't get it together in time, and now I have a flyer that I want those folks to uh, uh, to 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 um, have, and I am uh, in the process of getting it, getting it into their hands. I do have connection. I do have the way of doing that. Um, and what would happen is, because they they would I w- I would encourage them to do it on Zoom, you know, to do a reading around a table. Where there were cameras set up, so that the creative team could attend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or, or and 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 they could be there on Zoom and watch the whole thing go down. Now, in a musical, uh, it's not only one person who 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 performs at a time. Obviously, there are duets, there are trios, there are chorus numbers. If we do, if we actually get into this there's gonna to have to be some pre-recorded and done. That, they, that the, the musical numbers will have to be pre-recorded and played in the context of the show once the actual table read gets started. <clears throat> and, and here's one thing that, and, and, and it could be very entertaining. I mean, my, 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 my sense of it is that if it's done right, if people care about it, if the professors really find a show that they really like, in our library, say this is the show. Oh, and there's a great part for so and so. You know, one of my students. Oh, and look, here's a great part for one of our alumni. Um, uh, and 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 they don't have to be in town; they can be on Zoom uh, to perform it. Yeah. Um, even if they sing, they can be. There can be a way of doing that. Um, and then it occurred to me and this is uh, nobody started this this is you, you I'm going to introduce this concept um, on your show
0: very nice all right and I'm that sure. is
1: that once these table reads are put together
0: mm-hmm.
1: once they are something they can be used in a different function and the function that I am going to begin to promote is as the event that would uh, that would be uh, presented during a benefit. In other words, there would be it would be a fundraising tool. Hmm. So you invite people to pay to attend a table read event on Zoom or live. If it's around a you know a table on a stage, yep. or people spread across a stage, or something like that. I mean, it would be easier to do in some respects, but um, in other respects. Uh, certainly now, I don't think that it would, you know, but there are a lot of local charities that these that would be very grateful, I think, to have an event that, 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 that people would come to because they like musicals and they're curious about new musicals. Yes. So um, this is so this this, ta- this table reads. They might turn into uh, 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 the the attraction for fundraising events. That's that's kind of what I came up with uh, last week, and I'm going to try and work on that.
0: That's you know that's really smart. All, All the things you've just said is 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 a brilliant way of in getting people involved because as you, as, you, as you said New York it costs so much money and it's so difficult to get new shows but you got to go to the places like the education um, you know facilities where money isn't the key right if they don't make money that's okay and then in, by incorporating the the charity aspect you're you're helping everybody everybody it's a win-win-win-win situation the charity gets some stuff the musical gets uh, some representation. People can discover new musicals. They can help. It's, and, and that's the way I think we need to start looking at um, things in general. And, and I, I applaud you on, on uh, going forward with, with that and everything you've done.
1: It was suggested recently that the most important fundraising activity would be, a, would, would be to raise money for scholarships for the colleges themselves. For sure. You no know, underwrite people's uh, uh, tuition um, uh, that way. If it's some, somebody comes in, you know, in auditions and they're good enough. And the professors say that one, let's give the money to that one. Where does the money come from? Well, the money could come from these, uh, these, uh, table reads, these live table read, uh, charity events. So, um, I think there's something going on. I just have to, uh, put it <laughs> together and sell it. Right. So, uh, yeah. so it gets done, you know, you know, the story. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. For sure. But you know what, we need people like yourself, that are willing to um, try. So many people don't, don't try. They, they, they look at it. This is the way it was done. This is the way it is. I'm going to just do it that way. Well, well, great. That's good. But that doesn't help. That doesn't advance anything. We need people like yourself who since, you know, the eighties have been trying different things and, 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 you know, and, and I'm pretty sure, you know, like all of us, not everything was successful, right? It, it succeeded, but there was problems with it or whatever, but you know what you'll learn, you keep trying, but if you don't do that, we don't move forward. So. Right. And
1: moving forward is, is all we've got, you mm. know, yeah. just only have moving forward. Very cool. Um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, my dad was an inventor, mm. you know, uh, he was in, he was an engineer, he was an electrical engineer and he invented stuff. Um, but, uh, so I kind of came down under him I, and I was going to be an engineer. When I first went to college, I, I was at an engineering school upstate New York, Cornell. And, uh, and I think I was there for one semester. Uh, and then I realized I can't be an engineer. it's just not going to work yeah so I tried you know and then uh, there was quite a bunch of uh, uh, stepping stones along the way you know and I got drenched a couple times (laughs) but um, I made it across the street to Ithaca College and became a music music major and uh, I have no um, no regrets I have no regrets that's fantastic
0: yeah that's incredible Um, so Tell, tell us a little bit more about Main Street Musicals and, and all the things that they, you know, they offer to help new creators and their works. And, and maybe, you know, what is the criteria to get on the, the website?
1: Well, uh, in terms of, I mean, the website is out there. It's www.mainstreetmusicals.org. And on the, on the, on the site there's a there's a, a menu item called library and there's a library and there's an annex in the main library are all the shows for which we have materials. Hmm. So every title is in red and underneath the title are in black are the names of the creators. And if you click on the red title, it will take you to a show page and on the show page, there's a synopsis and there's a player. And on the player are all the all the songs in the show for, for most of them I think uh, there may be some with just a with with less than all of them but uh, and sometimes they're done really well or sometimes they're done just you know with the composer singing slightly out of tune that's not true they will <laughs>
0: uh.
1: I just make it fun uh, and, and, there's a, and there's a link to a script. So you read the script and then you play the song when it comes up and then you read the script and you can actually, uh, for no charge, read a script and listen to a musical uh, for, you know, uh, and we have over a hundred of them up there. In the annex, all the titles are in black and they're not linked. And I am trying to pull together a group of people who will go after the creative teams because it's a lot of work, you know, to track them down and to and to. And I have the paper, but the paper has telephone numbers that are sometimes just no longer good, you know, because these were shows that were submitted and recommended back in the in the 90s and the 80s. And those shows are old now. Yeah. But they're still fresh. They're still, you know, they're still uh, wonderful shows, yep. and they yep. deserve to be developed. I mean, do we not do Gilbert and Sullivan just because he's so old, they're so old? No, no, we do those shows. We do old shows. Carousel, exactly. come on, give me a break. Yeah. So, um, uh, we, those are the two sections of the library. There's the regular, gra- uh, the, the 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 main branch, and there's the annex. Uh, we also have uh, descriptions of shows that were of, of projects that we did in the past. I remember uh, not too long ago, and I'm going to revive it, I think there was a competition called uh, the Callbacks. Okay. And what we would do is we would suggest to uh, actors that they pick a song from a show and we would give them. Actually, we selected we selected, uh, you know, five songs for each range of voice and and, uh, actors or students could go and select a song. We would give them the score. They would record themselves singing the score and they would submit it. And we would have a bunch of uh, directors and writers and producers look at those submissions and pick the, the, the most talented person. And usually these people came from the regions, obviously. And so we did that for a couple of years and then it got, uh, you know, I got busy and I couldn't pull, pull it together. So, you know, we have no, this is a company that runs on no money.
0: <laughs> I hear that. No
1: money company. And I'm, I mean, I would love if out there there's a development director that wants to come and, and, and work with us and get money. I would hire administrators to run the evaluation program, to make sure we were always in touch with the creative teams whose works were being done in the regions, um uh, there's um there's a lot to be done and I can I can't I can't do it all so I do what I can and we just move
0: forward as quickly or as slowly as is possible to move yeah I've I've looked at the library in the, the annex and it's funny because in the library I well the reason I discovered you uh and mainstream musicals is because of um er, Eric Sirota and mm-hmm. uh Hannah uh stevie and a
1: raw stevie's yeah. yes
0: because they i i i play some of their shows i play about five of those shows in your library on our radio station as uh-huh. part of our sampler platter because again i'm trying to help uh, new musicals as well and yeah they they turned us on turned me on to you and and your site and and that's why i reached out because i think it's in, it's so important what you do and you know more people should be visiting your website everybody goes to you know uh Samuel French and MTI and things like that and great wonderful but yeah you you've created an opportunity for people to just dis- you know discover new musicals read them listen to the music all for free and an opportunity to put it on that nobody else is putting on um,
1: that's right that's and, that. and frankly and and just just to go one step further if anybody is in a position where they can actually develop a show, all they have to do is get in touch with me. I'll put you right in touch with the creative teams. You can make your deals with them. And my guess is that they would be on their knees praising you and, uh, for any activity that you might be able to provide because they have worked for years often, mm-hmm. you know, yep. to make, to, 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 to come up with these shows. And, and, um, and they're just sitting there, not going anywhere. This is very frustrating. Yeah. But the urge to create is not something you can turn down. You either
0: do it or something inside you dies. For sure. For sure. And, and, and I've always said, you know what, whether, and it doesn't even matter whether I like a show or not, it's irrelevant, but they all need to be heard. And because yeah. there is somebody out there who will like it, love it, and, and um, you know, want to put it on. So, yeah, I, I commend you uh, yeah. on everything you've done over the years. And
1: We've had, I mean, over the years, you know, it's been, it's been up and down. There was a time with National Music Theatre Network where, uh, you know, we started doing these presentations in New York because I only knew people in New York. And so I would pull together a, uh, you know, a, a little, a little um, festival, uh, and do it in one of the small theaters in town, or something like that, and just do concert readings mm-hmm. of uh, of uh, you know three shows or four shows or something like that. But then uh, uh, a guy from Australia uh, came over. He had uh, the, the, some foundation had given him money uh, to work for whichever whatever company he wanted to work for, and he chose National Music Theater Network. Yeah. So over time, he became the executive director and he came up with the idea of the New York Musical Theater Festival, which was a big project. Yes. And a, pe- a project that people still remember. Um, <clears throat> well, he came to me and he said, look, I got this project, I knew about it. And he said, uh, can we put it up? Can we do it? And I said, sure, what the heck? Well, that's 20 shows. You know, or more, that were put up in five different theaters, yeah. six performances each, and, uh, and and it would run for about three weeks. That's great. Uh, and it was like big, and uh, and and uh, and he had people who were, who were New Yorkers, you know, New York centric, who loved this idea and who came and supported it. And the the problem is. The problem was that he would charge the creators to put their works in the show, in in the series. Well, a few years later, uh, after he had to go back to Australia and his um, successors, somebody that he had selected, took over the uh, New York Musical Theater Festival, the board of directors, which by that time was completely committed to the New York Musical Theater Festival, and only saw what the basic mission of the organization was, which was to promote these shows regionally. Uh, that board of directors was no longer very interested right. in what we were in what I was doing, and so they made it impossible for me to continue uh, with uh, as in, in, in my position. And so I was forced to resign. And I was out of that, I was out of the the business for about uh, two years before I came up with Main Street Musicals and put the company, put the project back together again under a different uh, uh, corporate uh, corporate, uh, uh, entity. Um, And as time went on, uh, the New York Musical Theater Festival got Further and further in debt. Uh, they couldn't, they spend, were spending a lot of money. I don't know if anybody was actually filching money. I, I have no idea because mm-hmm. I was out of it. Yeah. But uh, a few years ago, they went bankrupt and the company, the original company, went bankrupt. You must know this. You know. This. Yeah, I remember reading about that. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was, though it was um, sad because I really kind of liked the name you know, National Music Theater Network. I like the name. Yes. And uh, I've often thought of trying to revive the name, but you know what? If I wanted to revive the name, I would have to pay off all the debts, <laughs> 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 the millions of dollars, or, uh, you know, I'd have to come up with to, to, to have the name back in any case uh, we're we're main street musicals now and 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 there is no national music theater network uh, left <laughs> though there, there may actually be other organizations that are trying to
0: promote the development of new musicals and you know that yeah. there are. and and I'm always looking for them i'm I'm always trying to see what I can do to um, support and 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 promote it as well because I think you have to have a certain type of mindset um. To be willing, like you said, make no money. <laughs> like, there's no money, no gonna money gonna be, in it. But but it's a passion and it's a love and, and it's a desire to, to support others and, and promote others. And
1: and it's easy to convince people who are in the business, directors and actors primarily, uh, stage managers as well, mm-hmm. to work for this project for no money. Because if a work gets picked up, there are jobs for everybody. Yes. There's jobs for everybody. I mean, any particular show will shed tens, maybe even hundreds of jobs over the years um, for, for artists, for actors, for set designers, for stage managers, for direct, you know, yep. uh, for, for orchestra members. These are, this is where, this is the plant, the seed. And if the seed grows, yep. if we we're all, you know, all of a sudden they're flower, we can all pick flowers. But uh, there you go.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Um, Tim, I could talk to you about this stuff for, well, hours and days. So, But I want to thank you so much um, for coming on and, and um, you know, introducing the, the Main Street musicals to people who might not know about it, elaborating on how it began for, for others who know about it. And um, please, uh, thank you for everything you've done. Over the oh, years. it's
1: it's been my pleasure. I, I really do like talking about it, Jean-Paul, and I and and I like I'm very grateful for the opportunity to expose the program to your listeners. And and if a certain, if, if I might may I'll give a just let people know that they can get in touch if they go to the www.mainstreetmusicals.org or tim@mainstreetmusicals.org is my email address. For sure. Um, and you can participate at places, you know, I could put you in the company if you wanted to do something, contribute something. That's great.
0: I would love to. Uh, I think once the interview is done, I want to talk to you more anyways, <laughs> and, 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 and talk about some stuff, but I have added MainStreetMusicals.org to our MT resources page on our website, um, because I think it's an important thing for creators to, to know about you. So I, I want to give as much exposure as possible. Uh, Thank you. To the Thank you. For sure. I appreciate it. Now, before we go, I always ask three questions of my guests. There's no right or wrong answer, but we get to know you a little bit better uh, and judge you on what you say. Um, (laughs) I won't judge you, but the listeners, they're very harsh. Okay. (laughs) We'll give you an easy one to start with. So question number one. What creator or team within musical theater has had a great influence on you? Now, it could be a composer, lyricist, director, producer, actor, even stage manager. It could be somebody famous or not famous, like a teacher. Is there someone in musical theater or a couple of people that have had a big influence on you?
1: Well, I'm fortunate in that I have had many mentors um, if I were going to go and, and pick a show that, uh, that changed my life around, besides Man of La Mancha and all, uh, I mean, the next show I did on Broadway was The Rothschilds. With, it was Sheldon Harnick and, and, and Jerry Bach and, and Sherman Yellen wrote the book. And those guys stayed friends, especially Sherman and, uh, and Sheldon. Uh, Jerry was sort of, you know, he, and he passed away a long time ago, too. But I've been in touch with those guys and they've, they've made a great deal to me. Um, but I, I tell you, I have so many important friendships that have been made over the years. I mentioned uh, Jose Ferrer, he was a beginning, you know, he was uh, George Hearn, because uh, I did regional theater with him and he and I go, oh my god, what an actor. Holy moly. And we've stayed friends, you know, we've stayed friends and, and uh, uh, I mean, I'm a very, I cannot complain. I have many, many mentors, many friends. Uh, but those, those are the guys, the guys I mentioned were, were the early ones and the ones that, uh, you know, made, made everything kind of uh, a boomerang
0: forward. No, boomerang's the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Thank uh, you. That is the correct answer. Um, because, because, well, all those names that you mentioned are incredible. Uh, you know, contributors to, to musical theater. And, and it just proves, but I, like what I say is just, you know, talk to everybody, stay in touch with everyone. Don't burn any bridges right. Um, right. because um, you know, some of those people were, were, you know, famous before and, and we're doing shows and some of them probably weren't. And they grew and they contributed to, to your life and what you've done and and mm-hmm. things like that. It's, it's building these relationships and that's the key. I think. yeah it, it yeah. doesn't matter how it and i always say when i'm when i'm casting shows and, and i'm i work with students at york university it's it's you know what talent is fantastic but you know what it's the relationships and it's it's the people and their personalities and who they are that's way more important i'd yes. rather deal with a less talented person with a personality than uh, you know the greatest singer performer ever so thank you <laughs> so so you're correct- welcome correct answer. <laughs> so, well, that, was, that, was, that was question one. That was question one. Question two is, now you've been a part of a lot of uh, new musicals, a number of them. Which one or ones did you uh, feel just didn't get the love they deserve for whatever reason, and people should know more about them? Well, there was one called the Mooney Shapiro Songbook
1: that closed opening night just as we were re- realized that we, we knew now what the show was about on opening night, we did the show right for the first time. This was a show that was done in England, and um, and uh, the director came over and he directed five of us in the show. I, w- I happened to be the title character, but Jeff Goldblum was uh, was was in it. He was the star of the show. Uh, they were they were they were actually uh, well. Um, the we, we, we weren't getting it right because it was such a fast moving show that played off the reactions of the audience that and and we, there was no preview there were no there, there was like one week of previews maybe two but we didn't we didn't get it they were changing it they were rehearsing we had to do this and that during the day and then the final couple of days when, we, when the show was frozen uh, and we were able to play it and start to realize, oh, Judy Kay was in the show too. She was there and Annie McGreevy, she was another one. Um, after a, a couple of days before we opened, the show was frozen and we, were, we learned how to play it. Those were the days when the critics came and they, were, and they didn't see the good, a good show. They didn't see a show that was ready yet opening night it was ready and by that and then the reviews came out and they hated the show or they or they didn't give the show a good review and it closed and the producers rather than do the right thing and they explained this and they and they they admitted this to me uh in 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 the months uh, that went beyond they admitted that they closed the show too soon that they should have kept the show open and all of us, you know, wide eyed and dazed, walked away from that uh, opening night party, realizing that there was no show anymore. And we just learned how to play this wonderful musical. I still sing when I'm asked to sing. I'll sing a song
0: from Mooney. Wow. Yeah. It's, having, being a producer, it's, it's gotta be such a hard thing to make that razor thin call. Of you know is it going to work or isn't it going to work because if it right yeah. and 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 you look back and you go i should have or i should have and and it's, it's, right. it's, it's yes, no right. win but it's there's, so and hurt.
1: there's it's no fun. right answer either yeah. could no one could tell the future no one would know the future yeah um uh it, you know it only occurred to these guys when they really saw that the show was coming together and that the audiences were loving it that they that they realized they'd done the wrong thing um there you go
0: is is there you know is that show uh, you know what happened to it like is there Uh, availability or
1: Uh, i'm not sure with i was never i don't think it was ever done again Wow. to my knowledge anyway but it's worthy it's a worthy show and and uh yeah certainly worth uh looking into if you're looking for a show to do
0: and you don't want to pick one out of the main street (laughs) of course of course go to mainstream (laughs) musicals first obviously (laughs) but of course course. that's (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> um, and 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 things like that what you just said it, it just reminds me like everything needs to be recorded like there needs i wish everything had a cast recording you know so yeah it, these moments aren't lost and it's so easy now like because how many people have recorded their cast recordings on zoom right but that's right that's but right. back then I, it's and yeah there's so many shows that are gonna be lost the time mm-hmm. just because right?
1: I mean, uh, I, you know, uh, that wasn't the only show that closed before it opened. Uh, uh, cl- uh, I mean, closed that quickly. Uh, I was in a show called The Baker's Wife and you may know of that show. Yeah. Now that show went around the country. Uh, and as a matter of fact, not only did it go around the country, but um, but it changed its orchestrations. The entire orchestrations were, were replaced. Mm-hmm. This was a David Merrick show. Uh, and, and they let the, op- let the, the uh, original um, uh, star, Chaim Topol, mm-hmm. they let him go and they hired Paul Sorvino to replace him. And, um, and even with all that major change, the show closed before it went to Broadway and it closed in the most unpleasant way I have ever experienced. Do you want me to just tell you?
0: Oh, I would love to. You've, you've you've piqued my interest. How can we, how can we stop now?
1: (laughs) I I won't tell you what led up to this moment, Yeah, but think tempers and, 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 and relationships were so, were so destroyed. Uh, David had, David Merrick had doubled the out of town run time. So instead of just doing three months out of town, we did six months out of town. Wow. And we were in Washington, DC, and there was a rehearsal on, uh, and we had not yet opened. I think it was the night before we were supposed to open, the day before we were supposed to open in DC. And up on the the, the top floor, there was a, a rehearsal room and we were in that rehearsal room. Well, the last moment of, the, of, of work done on The Baker's Wife was one actor being held by another actor to stop him moving forward. And another actor being held by the director to stop him moving forward. And they were both coming at each other with fists raised. They were gonna beat each other. They were gonna smack each other with their fists. And they were stopped. And there was a tableau vivant. I I will remember for the rest of my life of these two guys held by two other guys with their fists raised. Stop, freeze. Keane Curtis, you may remember Keane Curtis, a wonderful character actor who died uh, a number of years ago, who was one of the stars of the show, uh, who had in fact been in the Rothschilds with me, mm. um, uh, ran cr- crying from the room. And the next time I saw him, he was on the phone with his agent. Um, and that was, the, that was the end of it. We were sent home, we were sent back to our hotel, and 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 there was nothing ever done. And then they called us again to do. They called us to do the cast album. They went to do a cast album. Yeah. None of the none of the uh, of the of the actors who were in the ensemble. I had a small part. I was in the ensemble. Uh, did the album? Nobody from the uh, ensemble did the album. Uh, I, and I'm I think Patty Lapone, I think was who, who had taken over the starring role. That was her first starring role hmm. um i think she may have performed on that album i'm not 100 percent sure uh but <clears throat> that was the worst i mean you know you expect there to be some tension in a rehearsal room but yeah. you don't expect people to try to you know slam each other with their fists so oh, it was awful wow the worst
0: it's it's wow you yeah. know the stories that.
1: That's not a story that's widely known.
0: Wow, it's 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 yeah. People don't realize how how much it is tense. You know, when when you're trying to build something and it's and especially if it's not working the way you want it to. Yeah, that's Um, right. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for that story. It's that's good.
1: uh, Glad you were able to. um, I was able to tell it to you.
0: Thank you. Thank. That's you know what. That's, that's worth two points. <laughs> this, that, you just got two points for that one. Just from the story and your original answer. That's... Okay. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Sure. Um, question number three, which yeah. would be nice and easy compared to that. Um, food in the theater or cell phones in the theater? Which is worse? Oh, boy. Well, I guess... I,
1: I would guess uh, cell phones in the theater because, you know, you, you, you a cell phone food is like... The person next to you is going to say, "Hey, can I have a bite?" <laughs> but a
0: cell phone, everybody's going to scream, "Hey, it's for you!" <laughs> oh, man. it must have been so much easier back in the eighties. You know, cell phones yeah. didn't happen. Nobody brings a landline into the theater, and <laughs>
1: so um I wonder what can be done about that. I don't think there's much. You know, the, the technology has not uh, has not given us the solution yet.
0: No, and I, I, I it's, it's an easy solution. Just turn it off. Like be yeah, a well, that's
1: like, a how
0: hard is that? Just to turn off your cell phone and and you know don't look at it for the two hours or whatever it is. Right. Like, that's right. You, you survive. Like the audience survived in the seventies and sixties and eighties and before that without cell phones, we were okay. <laughs> like
1: what if what if um y- y- if you were seen be on the cell on your cell phone. Anytime, even during intermission or during, you know, you, you could be removed or, 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 or you get some sort of a penalty.
0: I'm okay with it. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Okay. Again, I don't need to look at mine all the time,
1: but no, I I mean, that's that's who you should be. You should be glad to have a few minutes away from it.
0: Exactly. I know just get away from it, leave it at home. Like the kids, yeah. leave the kids at home, leave the cell phones at home. It's just nice to get away. <laughs>
1: no, you're absolutely right. Food and cell phones, a great question.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. The, I will, uh, the correct answer for me is neither. I hate them both, um, ban them. Yeah. I'm okay with that, yeah. yes. So, um, that's good, the correct answer for sure. For four points out of three, congratulations, Tim. Um, great score. Uh, you, you, You win, I have no prizes. But uh, you can brag. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. No <laughs> um, again, Tim, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and introducing the world to Main Street musicals and, and the stories you have. Because you know, I, I love hearing all of them. And there's probably tens of thousands more of you know about new musicals and and being you know on stage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that you could you know tell us. So thank you so much.
1: Well, you're very welcome. And thanks for inviting me. I really had a good time. And I'm so happy that, the, that you're out there doing the doing, you know, the the, 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 the holy work.
0: <laughs> Thank you. All right. We were just speaking with Tim Jerome from Main Street Musicals uh, here on BR. Guest. Tune in next week as we'll speak with another guest or guest about their life, love and passion that is musical theater. I am your host, as always, Jean-Paul Yovanov. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.